Welcome to another episode of the I Have No Idea What I'm Doing podcast, aka the African Women in Biz podcast, a show that helps African women at the start of their entrepreneurship journey reach their business, money, and life goals faster. My name is Paula Rogo, your host based here in Nairobi, Kenya. And this week is a Money Matters episode. We haven't had one of those for a while, have we? And for those of you new to the podcast, once a month I produce an episode specifically focused on personal finance and financial literacy for women because I believe that there is no point making all that great money from your business, which you eventually will do, if you don't know how to handle money for yourself. As you know, I'm winding down season two. So this is going to be the final Money Matters episode of the season. And I've actually had three other Money Matters episodes this season that you can check out. There's episode 10 called Seven Signs You Don't Know How to Manage Your Money. There's episode 16, Why Don't Women Talk About Money with Each Other? And then there's also episode 20, which was a money mindset episode with my guest, Daniel Anderson. And I got some really great responses to that episode. So if you want to look at more money and personal finance related episodes, you can go check those out. And so I had a big think. I was like, what do I want to say about money for my final episode? And I think for me, the one thing I would love you all to take away from all of this is that I want you to take active control of your finances and how you handle money. For the last eight months, I've been on a journey to improve my financial literacy, get rid of debt, increase my income, build my emergency savings, begin investing, and also prepare for retirement. I've achieved success and failures in all of these buckets, mostly failures, you know, trial period, guys. It's a lot of learning that I've had to take on. But what it did is it drove home the fact that this is a marathon to be good with your money, to invest in your financial literacy, that takes some time. And so it's a marathon and not a sprint, especially as my financial and lifestyle goals become really clear to me. And I can say that this journey so far for the last eight months has been life-changing. So in my efforts to encourage you to take control of your money, I have come up with a list of 10 things that happened when I started to take my money seriously. This list, I pull this list together in like 15 minutes. So in no way is it exhaustive, but it is just a way for you to consider what changes might start to happen when you decide to put your money and how you handle it and your literacy around it um, at the forefront of your life. So let me go ahead and jump into the 10 things that happened when I started taking my money seriously. Some of the 10 things I'll talk about more in depth and some I'll just sort of breeze through uh, because you'll get the general idea of what I'm saying. So to start, number one is I always know how much I have and how much I don't have. This shouldn't be a surprise, but it at almost... Every single day, basically, almost to the hour, (laughs) I'd like to think, I know exactly how much money is in all my accounts because I check every single day. I have a process in which 
that I've added to my daily routine and where I check my bank accounts and my retirement accounts and so forth. Um, it's part of a particular program that I'm in that I will one day share with you once it's it's better set up and once I've actually gone through it. Um, but yeah, I've be, become very hyper aware of the movement of my bank accounts and little surprises me anymore. It's not even knowing what I have in the account at this moment. I know exactly what is coming in and what is leaving and when. <laughs> and little surprises me nowadays. And if it does, I try to figure out why it surprised me because that means there was missing information. And so that's something it's taken me a, most of these eight months to get down. And it was extremely hard to do for me in the beginning. So actually pat on the back, Paula, <laughs> pat on the back me for doing this. The second thing is um, I started saying no to more things. So because I have a budget and a budget that's attached to goals, it's very easy for me to say no to things that don't help me towards that goal. Of course, I'm not perfect. I falter here and there, but I'm acutely aware of the exact consequences to my goals if I take on something that doesn't fit towards them. And if that happens, it delays me reaching my goal and it's excruciating <laughs> because I'm dealing with numbers. So it's very easy to track. It's excruciating to slow down or be off track. Um, for me, it's become much easier to say no because I can think about opportunities or distractions that come my way and say, hey, this is not working for where I'm trying to go in my life. Next is number three, which is similar to number two. Um, about me being able to say no to more things. Because I'm saying no to more things, it's easier to spot and create opportunities for myself, especially financial opportunities. I'm not gonna go into that too much, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Number four, I've discovered new forms of income. Because I know exactly what my goals are, I've also become acutely aware of what my income has to be in order to reach those goals and having exhausted or trying to exhaust the income opportunities that I already have, I've also had to form new forms of income. The biggest example of that is my podcast from scratch class. Um, as some of you may have noted, I started teaching a podcast class this year. I think I talked about it at some point during this season. And actually, the incentive to start teaching came from me um, trying to reach a particular income goal. And I made money from it um, my first time around. And I intend to make a lot more money from it as I continue to teach it um, in 2021. And so that's just an example of some of the new forms of income streams that I've been creating over the last few months in order to reach my income goals, in order to reach my larger lifestyle goals. Number five is that as I was working towards these goals, I began to realize some of the money blocks that I had. There was a reason that I wasn't making the kind of income I wanted. There's a reason I wasn't saving the way that I wanted outside of just, you know, procrastination and lack of discipline. Sometimes there are bigger beliefs 
systems in place. And we talked about this um, quite a bit during um, the Money Matters episode with Danielle Anderson, the blocks that you have in your life. And so I quickly started to realize, hey, why is this not happening? And realizing what those blocks were and starting to work through them. Because the interesting thing is that if I had a particular money block, it likely showed up in another way in my life as well that I hadn't considered. For example, let me give you an example of a small, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready to share what some of my bigger blocks are just yet, but a small example of a money block that I had to um, overcome is the belief that talking about money is bad manners. That's a belief that I grew up with. And so when it came to talking about money, I would gloss over it in ways that I shouldn't. So for example, for example, if I was doing a freelance um, and my employer for the gig told me my money should be expected in about a month, I would gloss over it. What the hell does in about a month mean? That doesn't happen anymore. Now I email back or I call back and I ask for an exact day when I can expect the money. And having the willpower (laughs) to actually do that is really extremely difficult for me, but I keep pushing myself because I know that I need to get into the details about money. I cannot gloss over money if I want to reach the money goals that I have set for myself or the lifestyle that I have set for myself in the future. That's a very small example, but shows the bigger consequences of some of the blocks I've been working through in the last few months. And so next, Number six, um, I became acutely aware when I've been undervaluing and underpricing myself. It's one thing to be kind of aware that you're doing it, but because I've crunched all the numbers, because I know my goals, you know, it's a lot of the time it has nothing to do with worth. What is my worth? What is my worth? That is important. But when I have exact numbers and goals that I need to reach, I know exactly when I am undervaluing or underpricing myself, which is hilarious. And I have no excuses. Ignorance is not bliss here anymore because I know exactly what I need, the numbers I need to achieve for my goals. So now I have no excuse. And, you know, I did find myself um, like two weeks ago underpricing myself, despite knowing that I shouldn't. And that was an opportunity to figure out the money block there, because there was a block that was forcing me to not um, price myself the way I should, even when I know better. And so, and I've been working through that block. It was a new discovery. Number seven is that... As you take control of your finances, you'll find yourself talking about money more um, in conversation. And what's really interesting is that you'll attract and repel people. It is hilarious how this happens. And it's a little hard to explain. I think it's because money is so personal and emotional for people. If And if they're in a place where they are open to talking about money, you guys will become much, much closer. And if they're in a place where their relationship with money needs work, they'll be repelled because suddenly it seems like you're almost a mirror to them, showing them what they can do better. 
about themselves. I hope that makes sense. It, but it'll be interesting to see the people you draw to yourself and the people that you repel over time. Number eight is that you'll become obsessed with reading about money and listening to podcasts about money and 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 subscriptions around magazines. Like it's a whole new world of learning when you decide to take control of your money and your finances. And I was looking at my Instagram um, feed the other day because um, I, I had cleaned it up. I, I unfollowed a bunch of people, started following a bunch of new people. And I think um, I only follow about 550 people you know, and in my personal account. And I'm pretty sure about a quarter of those <laughs> are, are strictly to do with something to do with money. Because um, there's so many great um, Instagrammers out there around money. Um, some of my favorites include Clever Girl Finance, Delian, the Money Coach, City Girl Savings, The Budgetista, Budget Queen underscore blog. I'm going to like name all of these people in the show notes. So go check them out. And then when I, you know, when I go for my, when I'm on my podcasting binge, I, there are a lot of financial podcasts and personal finance podcasts that I love, including So Money with Farnoosh Tarabi, Women and Money by Susie Orman, the Bigger Pockets Money podcast, the Dave Ramsey show, though that one, it's a lot of content. So I only take in so much every now and then. The Afford Anything podcast with Paula Pant. And one of my favorites, because it's so funny, the Snacks Daily by Robin Hood um, podcast. And there's so many out there. I'm going to throw these in the show notes. But uh, I'm just obsessed with consuming information about money. Um, and then number nine, your business will really benefit when you take control of your money. And one day, maybe in the next season, it will likely be two seasons from now or more. I'll be able to tell a few stories around this. It's a little too close for me to talk about money and my business right now. Um, but one day I'll be able to talk about it in the future. And the benefits are insane. Sometimes to your business, but mostly to you. And it sounds so cryptic, like I'm talking in tongues. But I'm excited to one day be able to really break that down for you. And then the last one, number 10, is that it's not easy. It is not easy at all. I've been tracking my progress for, like I said, the last eight months. And in the last two months, I've plateaued. And that means, obviously, that I have been hitting a bunch of blocks that I need to overcome. I was doing really, really well, and now I've hit um, some blocks that I need to work through. Um, and but I'm still here and determined to continue going and figuring out what do I need to learn to get to the next level so I can pick myself back up and continue reaching those goals that I've set for myself that sometimes when I look at them, I'm like, how will I ever get to those goals? I'll be so old <laughs> by the time I do. But it's nice to have a direction that I'm working towards. And it's really, really important to me. 
um, that I believe that I can achieve those goals, which I do. So even though I've plateaued, it's just part of the journey and I'm going to continue pushing. And if you've plateaued or you've dipped in your own personal finance journey, it's okay. Pick yourself up and keep going. It's a journey. So and so that's my list of 10. And um, as I think about it some more of all the things that I have talked about this season to do with money and this Money Matters um, series, there's one takeaway that I think is the most important and that I really want you to take with you. And that takeaway is to start taking your money seriously. Just start, start messily, just start somewhere. Even if you think you know about money, you only know so much. You can keep growing, you can keep learning, you can get better at it. For me, working on my finances is a way of picking me first. There are very few opportunities in life anymore where I get to be selfish about me. And getting better with my money and my finances has been one of the biggest forms of self-care and self-love that I have shown myself in 2020. Like I said, I am so far from where I want to be, but I know where I want to go. And I'm really thankful for the friends who've taught me and pushed me around this, but mostly I'm really thankful to myself. I'm really, really proud of myself for putting me first and making sure that I take care of my finances and that I work on this journey for me. Okay, and so as I was thinking this some more, um, and as I'm planning for the next year, because yes, we should be planning for 2021 at this point, business owners, my big challenge for my personal finances in 2021 is to make six figures. I have never made six figures. I've not been close and I really, really want to make hit that number. And by six figures, I mean in US dollars. So my goal is to make $100,000 or over by the time 2021 is finished. That's my goal. That is what I'm working on. And I'm considering documenting the process for the podcast. Um, But I'm kind of not sure if that's something I should do because I don't know if it's the type of thing you'd be interested in hearing about. Let me know. It's, 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 it's a little raw. You know, I'll be exposing myself quite a bit if I share it. So um, I'll only do it if I get a good amount of interest and responses from you guys. Um, maybe what, like 150 p- responses <laughs> at some point. I'll do it. The bar is, 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 I'm setting the bar high because it's quite a, private endeavor that I'll be sharing publicly. So, but I think it could be interesting um, if we went through that journey together. And so if you think I should do this, go ahead and email me info at Kali.media or DM me at Kali Boss or at African Women in Biz. All those um, are in the show notes and I'll consider doing it. Um, But Whether or not I do it, I will let you know by the end of 2021 if I've hit my goal. But right now I'm in the planning stages of making it happen. And guys, like this podcast is called, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm definitely going to figure it out. 
Now, I usually have a book of the month for my Money Matters episodes, but this time I'm going to urge you to pick a personal finance book of your own choice to read. There's so many out there and one might catch your eye. And actually, if you're unsure of where to start with your personal finance or financial literacy journey, give yourself the gift of a book of your choice that interests you. And, you know, if you want, you can also let me know what you guys are reading around money. And I'd love to hear from you. Finally, with just a few more episodes to go, I want to know who and why you're listening to this podcast. If you've listened to some or most of the episodes this season, I'd love for you to take 10 minutes, just 10 minutes of your time to fill out a survey for me. It will really help me out. And you can find that survey in the show notes. Thank you so much. The Money Matters series is such a labor of love. I really, really, really love talking about money and sharing what I'm learning with you guys. Thank you for listening again. Have a great week. So be it. See to it.